You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tusei. Before you watch the video, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And all of my YouTube viewers, please hit that little bell to get notifications of all our new content. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I am here with my girl. <laughs> D-double-E, best known as DeAndre J. Yes, yes, yes. And... Today is special for a number of reasons because this is episode 10, aka the finale episode wow. of season two. Ooh. It's here already. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for supporting us, um, especially the podcast listeners who have been rocking with us from day one and our budding YouTube audience. We really appreciate everyone for not just viewing and sharing and liking, but also subscribing. That really helps out the show a lot. And clicking that that little bell so you can get notified of all of our new content. Um, and another reason why today's a special day is because unlike most days when Dee and I both know what we're gonna talk about and we're both prepared, I have kept this topic secret from Deandra just for the moment, that's because I want to ask her some questions. And if I, if she knew the title of today's episode, it would kind of give some things away. And I just want to see, I just want to hear Dee's answers to these first questions, you know, without any sort of preparation. So it's a little unfair, but you know, mm -hmm. I hopefully it'll make for a good discussion and make for more entertainment for y'all. So. Um, and these these are simple questions. Most of them are, I think, yeah, they're all yes or no questions. So it's they're, they're they're yes or no. They're simple. They're not trick questions. So they're closed-ended. Yeah, they're closed-ended questions. They okay. are simple and not trick questions. Okay. All right. All right. Let's bring it. So here we go. First question, Deandra. So do you believe that humanity has a fallen nature? that must be redeemed. Yes. Yes, all right, so I'm gonna just put, yes, she does. Okay, second question. Do you believe that our redemption, that redemption is possible through faith in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Abs okay, she said absolutely. Okay, that's, I'm gonna write, absolutely. Keeping it funky. Keeping it funky fresh, okay. <laughs> Do you believe that the authority by which we teach about this redemption mm -hmm. is rooted in the Bible, in Scripture? Hmm. So what do you mean by authority? Do I kind of believe... fleshed that out a little bit. All right. Um, do you believe that... I wasn't expecting you to ask about that. Hmm. It's causing me to hey, think. you know, <laughs> you tried to flip one on me, so I flipped that question. Do you believe that the Bible is true and reliable in what it says about Jesus, what it says about redemption, what it says about God is valid? Yes, and I'm going to say why. Because when you look in John, 
it talks about the word, you know, the word was with God and the word was God and then the word became flesh. So of course, you know, when you're looking at that scripture, it's talking about the one and only Jesus Christ. Cool. So just for keep things simple for my plans today. I'm going to write that down as a yes. So, thank you. <laughs> but, thank you, you know, Dave. see, with me, you know, I can get a little philosophical. You know, kinda oh, yes. There's deep. plenty there's plenty, there's, there's plenty of room to get philosophical. There's plenty of room to get philosophical. There's no, room, no rules against that. Um, uh, next question. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So, do you believe that it is Christ's will for us to share this good news of redemption through faith in him throughout the world? Yes, that was quick. Okay. Nope, yeah. nope. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, do you believe in separation of church and state? Hmm. Um, well, I know we had talked about that. Like, talking about how separate should they be. Uh-huh. You know, in our past. Okay, well, let me ask you this way then. My bad. Let yeah. me ask you this way. Do you believe that Christians should use political power to force people to live and act like the Bible tells them the Bible tells us we should no okay all right no it's the first no we got um, do you consider yourself to be an evangelical Christian hmm. <laughs> You know, when I think of the term evangelical ah, Christian. So I said this is a yes or no question, and you, now you're giving me this explanation, which is fine. Continue. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. When I think of evangelical Christian, I automatically think of white Christians. White Christians. Explain. Um, Because that term or like that, that identity, if you will, is used so much in the media to describe white Christians who use um, Christianity as a way to fulfill propaganda or to fulfill their negative agenda. Cool. Thank you for that answer. That makes perfect sense and I agree with you. What, one thing I'll also share with you is based off all your answers to my previous, to the first five questions, you are an evangelical Christian. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you set me up. I did. <laughs> I did. I set you up real nice. Hit me with that okie doke. Like, yeah. Boom. I did. I did that in front of everybody. <laughs> okay. So okay. So yeah. So basically, what I just said. Well, all the questions that I asked you, you you answered affirmatively and negatively to everything that an evangelical Christian um, would say or should say. But okay, but you were talking about what you think of what when I well I asked you, I said, do you consider yourself an evangelical Christian? You were like, hmm, and explaining some things of what you what comes to mind when you think of evangelical Christians. Right. Get back in that space, share. What do you think of when you hear evangelical Christians? thing of white Christians who are racist. White Christians who are racist. Hmm. What else? And so what do when people say that they're evangelical or you hear about people like in the news talking about evangelical Christians, 
or evangelicals as yeah mostly like the evangelicals what are they standing for what do you think are you talking like the are you talking about like the politicians or like just yeah politicians or anybody yeah yeah like politicians who identify as evangelical christians or politicians who are trying to pander to evangelical christians well from the ones that i've seen in the media they um use uh christianity to twist and manipulate the masses um to suit their own political agenda and <laughs> i'm glad we're recording this because that was very well said you know <laughs> and you know i say this because um I mean, of course, you know, we live in a nation where we have different religions and different spiritualities that exist in this country. But um, even though, you know, we identify as Christian, we don't use that as a way to um, disadvantage people or disenfranchise. Or to force people, people. To, to live. Okay. Yeah. I'm Okay, so... Yeah, so you're right. Like you said, I set you up, and I appreciate you for playing along. So the the episode, or the 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 title of today's episode, as people seeing us on YouTube and listening to the podcast, you already know. But the the title of today's episode is evangelical or not. All right, and so I got, I got this idea because I was actually I was listening to the Jude Three Project podcast, and they had a conversation about evangelicalism that I thought was very interesting and I was like hmm, hmm, hmm. ask D about this and see what she says and you pretty much cause I mean I know you so you pretty much answered all the questions like I well exactly as I thought you would um, you know and, me very well yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I like to think so and keep it hot like I felt the same way um, well initially well, when I first heard of the term evangelical, it was before I kn knew that it was so closely tied to um, conservatism and especially like mm -hmm. really, well, yeah, just like political conservatism. Mm -hmm. um, and it made sense to me because I was like evangelical, right? Because in my mind, there was two kinds of Christians at that point. I was like, there you have the closet Christians who want to keep their Christianity a secret because they're trying to be cool with all their, mm -hmm. um, they don't want to be, they don't want to be rejected by the world or, or like or society yeah. or their friends who just mm -hmm. aren't believers. I was, and, I was there. Yeah. And then you have the other Christians who know that, um, that Christianity is not just for them, but it's for the world and it's to, to be shared. Mm -hmm. They believe that we are supposed to evangelize. Be the light. And be, exactly, be the light, and and to just to tell people to evangelize basically for, to, means that we as Christians are supposed to share with people the um, the good news that Jesus that we that yes we were we had a fallen nature like you said we believe that, that you believe in but that their redemption is possible through Jesus Christ and we're supposed to share that that's what being like a, a, like when I, when I heard evangelical I was like well clearly the basis comes from evangelism to evangelize mm -hmm. and so in my mind I was like, okay you have the Christians that's not support that's not trying to share Jesus and then you mm -hmm. have the Christians who are about it and it's like you know what yeah I'm gonna stand up I'm at least even if even if I'm not out evangelizing mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. 
I'm not mm-hmm. going to acquiesce and be like, well, you know, you believe like you believe and I believe like I believe. I'm mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I'm not going to hound you for what you believe, but I'm going to say that the Bible is true. And especially what it says about Jesus yeah. dying for our yeah. sins. So yeah. that's why when I initially heard it, I was like, yeah, I'm evangelical. Yeah. You, yeah. Say something? you bring up a good point because, you know, you said the purpose of being it evangelical christians you know the root of that is to evangelize but it's so amazing how um that you know i want i don't want to say agenda or just that term evangelical christian or that identity has been perverted mm-hmm. by the enemy because and that's not to negate that you know um <clears throat> these white christians you know that this identity has been attached to um, have been, you know, doing best. stuff. That's not to, to negate that they, you know, they are. Let's be a little more specific. Let's how we say racist and selfish Christians. Because yeah. it is like a lot of conservative Christians are yeah. white, but there are some mm-hmm. uninformed Christians of color mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that uh, evangelical, oh, the, yeah. politi- the political absolutely, evangelical absolutely. side. And yeah. just so we for the purposes of this argument or of this conversation so that we don't get confused. So I'm going mm-hmm. to, when I say evangelical Christian, I'm going to refer to like what real evangelical Christians are. Mm-hmm. Like us, us real saved world people. We are the real evangelical Christians. Okay. And then when I refer to political evangelicals, I'm going to talk about, we're talking about the, basically what everybody associates with being evangelical today which is which d summed up just now all right so like i said initially i was cool I was like yeah an evangelical christian i was like wow and i was actually thankful for the word i was like yeah that's a very nice word to sum up how i see myself and how i see what i believe like yeah evangelical christian then i started to you know hear evangelical over and over again in the news and I began to see that evangelical Christians were acting in ways that were just completely out of line with the Bible. <clears throat> Namely, just one, one of the main things is like whenever someone disagrees with them, instead of reacting in love or having conversations, they just, they, like, they just get really, really nasty. And it's like they use disagreement as an excuse or as reason to be really nasty and not 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 just to be rude to you but then to completely just tear down your character and try to and try to completely and totally demonize you mm-hmm. without trying to understand where you're coming from yeah, or your vantage point at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. you know and i was like that's not that's not that's not the, that's not christ that's not the love of god you know um like christ was very firm with people like particularly in the Bible, particularly with, um, and he was the most firm with people who were acting like they were righteous and then trying to, but, but really being hypocritical. And then also, and who, and who are also not just being hypocrites, but then teaching other people to be hypocrites like them. And so I feel like, man, if Jesus was here in the flesh today, and, you know, of course, we know that he is here in the flesh today through all the believers. But like if like if Jesus himself, Jesus incarnate, came down, I feel like the scathing rebukes that he had for the Pharisees, he would have for these quote unquote evangelicals today because they're doing exactly what the Pharisees did. They are 
acting like they're righteous, but it's like they serve God with their lips, but really their hearts are far from him. And not only that, they're teaching people to do the same. And not only teaching people to do the same, but then if they're if if you don't accept their teaching, then they are trying to politically force you to do the same. Which is wrong. Exactly. Thank you. Gotta be clear. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> so D. Yeah. So like I said, so now that I have surmised or I have explained that true evangelicalism basically means it stands on five things that we believe that there that humanity has a has a fallen nature because of sin that redemption from that fallen nature is available through belief in through faith in jesus christ that we believe that the bible is true and authoritative um and is basically we do you believe that the bible is the word of god um that we believe that Christ's will is for us to share the will, uh, is to share the good news throughout the world. And we don't believe that, we do not believe that we should use, that we should try and consolidate political power to force people to believe and to live as the Bible says that we should. Those five things and those five things only is what defines evangelical Christians. So, indeed. Yeah. Like, since we've established that, do you feel more comfortable saying, yeah, I'm evangelical Christian? Or no, you still like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just, you know, coming into this thing, I had my own mindset based off the media mm -hmm. of what evangelical yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian is. And that goes to show how the media can twist and manipulate things, people, places, things. Yeah, and I think you said it even, you identified it even more aptly, if that's correct grammar. When you said it's the enemy that twisted it, and of course, yeah, it's the, the the enemy by way of the media, by way of politicians, by way of Christians mm -hmm. who felt like they've been on the sidelines for so long, mm -hmm. I'm trying to feel like they're big and bad now. But so my next question to you, which is an open question now, the mm -hmm. real conversation, since you know what we're talking about, um, how did we get here? How do we get from? the real the true true evangelicalism to this nasty perverted political evangelicalism like how how do people get duped like this and why why are people allowing themselves to claim christ and then stand for behavior behaviors reactions and certain politicians who behave in ways that are completely antithetical to what being a believer is all about how do we get from the basically how do we get from true evangelicalism to this fake mess well the first thing that comes to my mind is you know as christians we are supposed to stand for the truth you know above all costs and i feel like over time the enemy being the enemy, you know. The enemy is cunning. He's very, very smart. He's not dumb. So the enemy That's finds true. ways to, you know, just drop little seeds mm -hmm. here and there in people's minds. Or, like, he has his way of fulfilling his own agenda to twist and manipulate, you know, the minds of people. Because uh -huh. one of the things that I kind of reflected on recently is, 
we give the enemy much more credit than he deserves. And because the enemy, all he does is just plant seeds. And then once he plants those seeds, he watches us destroy ourselves. So I really feel like because we live in a fallen world, you know, that's that's why it's so easy for people to be duped and manipulated. Cool. Thank you. So when you say that the enemy has planted seeds and basically has done like little small things to get people to get people to make this huge shift. So what do you think were some of those small things that got real believers or people who claim to be real believers to switch to this new and completely antichrist way of believing and living? question okay well why you think i'll just let you know why what i think and what was what was actually what they actually also mentioned in that episode of the jew3 podcast which is called if i remember correctly counterfeit evangelicalism so yeah you can look up the jew3 podcast and jew3 podcast counterfeit evangelicalism um the their guest that day he did a much better job of explaining things than I did but one thing that that they mentioned in which I really agree with is just that I feel like well one Christians for a while I feel feel like there's this false notion that people used to have like I feel like Christians although they they, they, well American Christians all like American Christians believe like although we were aware that there are of course people in the world and definitely in our nation who don't believe in God but they they had this notion that most people even if they weren't actively living righteously like still like knew the word and had some understanding of the Bible and knew that they were living wrong and so there was this like assumption that the Bible is like accepted truth to to everybody and then all of a sudden when it's coming out like people don't believe that and it's being reflected in politics and policy and now all these people um, who have felt that oh I thought Christianity was the majority and now they're, they're kind of like being feeling like they're being pushed to the margins mm-hmm. and instead of reacting and love well instead of just doing what god told us from jump which is just to spread the gospel to actually to actually evangelize mm-hmm. now they're just trying to 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 get to grab hold of power and get back in the limelight however by by whatever means necessary so like ego sounds like ego gets in the way yes like, like pride yeah and what's what and and i agree with you but that's just messed up in and of itself, because like, why, why, how, why are we as Christians allowing ego and see? That's what that's that's what the enemy do. And he'll drop that. He drop those seeds of of like of primes. Like, yeah, you know, we're Christian, and like, our boast is supposed to be in the Lord, and not just because oh, um, my my group, my church is bigger than than your club or whatever. You know, uh, that was really good. Pride, definitely. What else? Hmm. And I re- like one thing is like if people, well, I feel like churches 
Western churches, and definitely American churches, all struggle with evangelism. Like, actually, well, one, first off, first you have to get people to understand that Jesus did not die on the cross just for you to be able to say that you're going to go to heaven when you die and then just to just bless you just to give you blessings and miracles whenever you decree and declare something that you want got too complacent exactly yeah complacency man i was like yo we, we we weren't working doing the work in the first place and then we get upset when all of a sudden it's like you get you don't evangelize right and then you get upset then you surprised when the i guess the fruit of lack of evangelism starts to flourish which is all these people who will we're not evangelized and therefore don't believe in Christ are now further into darkness than than they were before and by darkness I mean just living in a way that is contrary yeah. and to look at, the will of God. Yeah, you gotta look at the generational curses aspect too. When you when you look at it like from that perspective, like bloodline. So what is a generational curse? So a generational curse is um basically um something that takes effect in your family and it, it it basically and what i mean by bloodline it, it it occurs from generation to generation as a result of um sin which has been induced by trauma in a person's life okay well okay i agree with you and yeah some yeah sin can sometimes result from trauma but it's like you can just one day just somebody in your family just decide to sin one day uh, completely separate from trauma but like definitely if sin it opens the door some somebody in your family somewhere sin some some kind mm -hmm. of way um but, but what generational curse like how do generational curses like um apply to this conversation well i think of in terms of slavery mm -hmm. um i think of just the spiritual wickedness of uh slave masters you know that it goes back to that ego and that pride and that false sense of power, um, that power and that dominion, that control. That control piece is really a huge factor, um, which leads to, well, or which has led to the political corruption that we encounter okay. in today's song. All right, I think I'm with you now because the first time you said generational curses, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but, okay, so well, well, okay, okay, I'm going to try to explain it. I'm going to try to explain it for our viewers and also. Okay. For me, so I can make sure I'm following you. Okay. So, way back when in the history of America and the history of just Western society, the sin of enslavement was committed. The sin, uh, well, racism first wasn't wasn't uh, was invented um, to rationalize the greed, another sin mm -hmm. that they were living in, and then. Of course, we know how hor horrific slavery was. We know how horrific yes. Jim Crow was. Yep. And we know, well, we hopefully know how horrific that um, mass incarceration and mm. rampant police brutality is today. And so see, we, ha we have this trend, which, mm -hmm. and that's when, like, when Dee's talking about generational curses, it's like these, this stuff doesn't just pop up. All out of, of nowhere sudden. yeah exactly yeah. it's just it doesn't pop up out of nowhere and so i feel like this political evangelicalism is really just like the newest 
latest manifestation of um of the enemy via these curses like and so when we say curses i don't want people i don't want to freak people out um (laughs) basically like when you sin basically you give whatever spirit that is like if you have if you if you commit a sin of if you if you lie then you automatically you give spirits of uh of lying you know authority to enact their influence and control in your life Mm -hmm. and unless those spirits are unless you take authority the authority that jesus christ gave to you over those um spirits first well first you got to repent and admit that you've done some, something wrong and you have you know renounce the sin and then call out those spirits and tell them yeah. to go away in the name yeah. of jesus you have to use that authority of jesus christ yeah. until that happens for an until an individual does that you can you can ask for forgiveness but if you don't renounce it and then cast it out you're still going to struggle with that thing mm-hmm. and i feel like i feel like americans have been made aware of their sins of s- slavery and racism and all that stuff but i don't feel like as a community as a nation that those spirits have been expelled mm-hmm. and and i don't think we even we as a nation have truly truly really re- yeah repented yeah. and admitted yeah. that we did something wrong it's kind of like because you don't want to admit that you're wrong because it sucks that you've committed something so heinous and it's like yeah whatever okay yeah that, that was back then let's just let's just move on now and we can't neglect the fact that murder was involved too yes God. and murder is a super super duper generational curse but more anything it's a stronghold so strongholds for those who don't know are um our thoughts it can be beliefs it can be anything related to keeping a person in bondage yeah and like when i like, just think of what it, what does it literally say like something has a strong hold mm-hmm. on you like yeah. you, you, let's say you can uh, an individual can be struggling with a number of things or can be engaged in a number of sins like for me i was before i really gave my life to the lord i was engaged i used to smoke weed i used to drink alcohol i used to party a lot i used to cuss a lot um and I was engaged in a lot of sexual perversion, but I, when I gave my life to the Lord, those four, those first four things, I dropped those immediately. But then sexual perversion proved to be a stronghold in my life because I could not immediately, I could not as easily shake those things off. Even though I knew it was wrong, I knew it was wrong, I wanted to do right. Um, but it still had maintained that stronghold on me and I definitely feel that Everything that we just listed in terms of the original, I guess, well, America's original sins of <clears throat> racism, exploitation, murder, enslavement, um, and just just straight up wickedness and greed. Those have been some. Those are strongholds yeah. in American culture, and you know they're not not, not not just yeah, they're and, and you know how this is how I really you really know there's a stronghold. You know there's a stronghold when Christians struggle with it too. When the church is still struggling with it. Because if the quote-unquote saved people, the, the people who are supposed to be believers, we're supposed to be walking in the power of God, and we struggling. Oh, we you should know. be like just oh, stepping yeah. over that stuff. That's, we that's, should be that, like just... That's super strong. That's a yeah. super, super stronghold. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, like, and, and you see that by these quote-unquote, well, these Christians who have allowed 
and the, the gentleman in the in the in the um the Jew three podcast he said this he was like who have these Christians have allowed politicians to use Christianity to cover their devilish activity because when you think of when and he actually he mentioned this this conversation or not a conversation this this talk that Mike Pence gave at someplace he was talking to Christians right and he was he was giving a speech and the Christians there they were just all up in uproar just applauding for him just and he up. didn't say nothing about Jesus he didn't say nothing about grace he didn't say nothing about the cross he was talking to them completely and totally from a political basis well, from sound just, yeah from just completely come straight up conservative conservative political ideology that is completely separate from the Bible and it's like you might agree with conservative political thought but and that and that's fine but like don't try to well guess you could say it's fine um not if you listen to well you might if you read the the book that we talked about in the last episode you might think some other way about it but just for the, the sake of this argument it's okay if you are politically conservative right but like don't try to conflate that and join that to christianity and saying like oh i know you're a christian if you are um politically conservative or if you're a republican or it's whatever not, the case it's not might limited be. to yeah it is not automatically connected because then you have this thing like oh well, you're a democrat or you're li- you are you are politically liberal so automatically you must not be a believer yeah it's just what it sounds like is it's just basically fabricated mm-hmm. it's sugar-coated if yeah you will to fit yeah. <laughs> as i said earlier the agenda to fulfill the agenda of who agenda of you know yeah I thought she was about to say the enemy but yeah so I was going to say I mean him too definitely but you know because you said it from jump I I like how you just in the the beginning of the conversation you just said it was the enemy and I was like yep because at first I was going to kind of be coming at it from a mainly political standpoint but then Mm -hmm. I'm glad we pray before these we do these episodes because Holy Spirit through you reminded me that it's it's really the enemy. And it's like the enemy does not have no new tricks because you said that he fabricates and sugarcoats things and it just he did the same thing in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden when um the serpent asked Eve was like, Why don't you why don't you try some of this fruit over here? It's pretty it's pretty good. It looks pretty good and she was like, Nah man, because the God um we, we, we should not do that because God says when we eat of this fruit, we should surely die. And then immediately he tries to sugarcoat it. He goes, did he really say that? And he's like, nah, man. All the reason he didn't want you to eat that fruit is because he know that once y'all do, once y'all eat that fruit, you're going to be like him. Fabrication. Yeah, so the truth was there. Mm-hmm. The truth was spoken and the truth was taken in by Eve. Mm-hmm. But again... Yeah, true. And like the really the main the I don't want people to think that I'm trying to get you to be politically liberal and I'm trying to get you to switch your political allegiance from um, Republican to Democrat. The main thing is that you don't go around talking about you're an evangelical because of all these political points that are completely divorced from the gospel. All right. So the main things, like I said, I'm gonna the the five I guess tenets or pillars of true evangelicalism is we believe that humanity has a fallen nature that must be 
redeemed. The fallen nature means that we are separated from God. We're not in con that we were not in contact with him and you cannot get in contact with him un unless you and that brings us to point two, you believe in the finished work of Christ. And number three, you believe in the authority of the scripture, that the, the Bible is true, that the Bible is the word of, that the, that the Bible is the word of God. Um, and that you believe that is Christ's will for the good news of this redemption to be passed and shared with the entire world. Is it, does that mean the entire world has to accept it? No, but it's our job to share it with everybody um, because we know it is the truth. And in five, we do not believe as evangelical Christians that we should use political power to force people to believe. We're supposed to get, we're supposed to witness to get people to believe. We're supposed to actually evangelize to get people to believe. And there's so much that the enemy has done. Like, like D said, the enemy is cunning. The enemy is smart. Uh, he was not born yesterday. He's been He's been fooling people since Adam and Eve. He's been fooling believers like Adam and Eve walked around with God. With God. In the presence of God. The presence of God was so thick around them, they did not know that they were naked. Now, I have been in some deep prayer. Okay? <laughs> I have been in some deep prayer. I have been in some good worship. Okay? And I have never experienced the presence of God in... That way, or I never, I don't, I, I get the, the closest thing I get to a physical manifestation of God is I get some goosebumps every now and then. Okay, <laughs> every now and then, on so, so the, the pastor pray for me, and I might, I might sway a little bit. Oh, somebody might I have get to catch cool me. Cool sensation. Yeah, man. that's 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 the most I ever got. But Adam and Eve, man, they, they were could, in the thick of it. Th exactly, they <laughs> could see it to the point that they didn't know that they were naked, and the devil fooled them, and he's been fooling um, humanity throughout all of human history. And if you got them. Nobody's safe. Yeah, nobody's safe without but without without Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, and so that's why we're just going to do like we always do, and we're going to ask for we're going to invoke God's presence um, to come and remove the blinders and to help undo the work of the enemy. So let's go in prayer. Lord God, thank you again for this wonderful podcast. Thank you for this platform that you've given us to share the truth, to turn the lights on where the enemy has been operating in darkness, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you help believers to understand what it really means to be a believer. Lord God, to base to base our our religious convictions off of the bible and not off of political rhetoric lord god show us where we've been wrong show us where we've been deceived show us where we've been deceiving others show us where we have been acting in opposition to your will lord god convict us lord lead us to repentance lord god help us to repent father god and help us to allow your Holy Spirit. I just declare right now that, your, that those people who hear this and are convicted, Lord, will allow your Holy Spirit and will allow your word to guide them. And not politicians, not rhetoric, not political rhetoric. In the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for helping us to not only seek the truth, but to hear the truth. And not only just hear the truth, but to receive the truth and to walk in that truth, Lord Father God. And thank you, Lord, for challenging 
both Juan and I to uh, to uphold that truth, to uphold those standards, uh, not only through this show, but everywhere that we go, Father God. And as I always pray, Lord, let not this show uh, fall on deaf ears. Everything that we said, everything that we declared and decreed, Father God, uh, we do not take for granted everything that we spoke about today. Thank you, Lord, for challenging us to be about your business, God, not only you your fa our father's business but uh just just about sharing your heart father god and uh just speaking this truth in love father god and we just thank you for your grace and your mercy um as eyes are open yes and ears are also open as well to be receptive of the truth and love we thank you we honor you and we praise you we we thank you lord for thank challenging you, lord us god. to facilitate these conversations father god because sometimes these conversations can be tough to have especially amongst uh not only unbelievers but even believers as well father god so thank you lord for uh seeking us out and challenging us to uh to challenge this status quo uh, on conversations like these especially especially in the political realm because it's not always easy but thank you lord for giving us the grace to do so in jesus mighty name amen, amen. thank you thank you d um so like i said this is season 10 which is the last season official two. oh yeah season two <laughs> like, season two season two you got ahead of yourself yeah, a little, a little ambitious yeah. it's so, episode yeah, 10 yeah. Episode, <laughs> this is episode 10 of season 2 which is the final regular episode um, between now and whenever I decide to do season 3 I'll still will still be releasing the content as it comes up and you just need to follow um, the show's Instagram page at saved and woke to keep up with those updates and how can people keep up with you D? You can like me on Facebook at Deandra J. And you can also follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at I am Deandra J. That's I am D E O N D R A J. Cool. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you for watching this episode of the Saved and Woke podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and sign up for notifications to keep up with all of our new content. As always, you can keep up with me personally at Mr. Underscore Save and Woke on Instagram and Twitter. And you can now keep up with the show on Instagram at Save and Woke. That does it for today. Until next time, keep the faith and stay woke.